0: It's time for our weekly conversation with pride of the Jaguars running back Fred Taylor, the Jaguars and the Chiefs. A monumental task this week to go into
1: Arrowhead. Fred, it's nice to see you and talk to you. What's up? Same. Likewise, JP. It's certainly a monumental task, man. Uh, it's reminding me of last year's Buffalo game. Hmm. That's the result I want to see. What was it, nine to three or? or nine to six. six. Nine to six. Yeah. Um, You know, Buffalo is a great team was ascending uh, on their way into the playoffs, looked unbeatable. And then, bam, a Jaguars team who was jockeying for position to to, for a draft slot. You know, they end up upsetting probably one of the biggest upset of the year next to them knocking the coats out of the playoffs. This will be a, a great game, in my opinion. I don't see a blowout. I don't see you know, um, any moral victories, I see the Jaguars winning this thing.
0: Well, I'll say this. If the Jaguars hold the Chiefs to six points, uh, that's uh, that would be a hell of a day at the office. It's the number oh, yeah. two offense in football. It's number one in passing offense. They've got Mahomes. They've got Kelsey. They've got receivers. They're going to get some of theirs. That's just how they roll on offense. Yeah,
1: and I might be crazy. I could be crazy at the end of the day, but uh, – this game is just just the makeup of it. Like, this is one of those unexpected ones, you know, um, that the team can go out there and surprise themselves. You know, maybe they play up a notch to their talent, you know, the, the, the opponent that they're playing. You know, I don't know. But a lot of this is wishful thinking. But the guys haven't played um, – they haven't just played flat-out awful. They've been very competitive in each and every matchup. Uh, I think it's a touchdown and a point differential in their six losses. You know, they're coming off of a win. You know, so maybe that can give them some additional motivation there. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what the outcome is after the clock strikes zero.
0: Patrick Mahomes is number one in the league in passing yards, passing touchdowns. He doesn't have that real deep, deep threat anymore with Tyreek Hill. They're trying to figure it out. I think they're figuring it out okay, otherwise on offense. But, um, you know, it's Patrick Mahomes. He can get out of the pocket and extend plays, and then he's running around. He's sidearming balls. He's no-looking throws. I mean, this is next-level offensive play for (laughs) Head Coach Andy Reid, when you have a guy like Mahomes back there doing it like this.
1: Yeah, best in the business, man. Always, you know, top three guy each and every year. MVP, he's playing lights out. No one expected this, as you mentioned. No one, Tyreek Hill, they thought, you know, they were going to slow down. And they had some challenges earlier in the season, but they're hitting on, you know, all cylinders now full stride, you know, uh, with the addition of uh, Juju. Smith-Schuster, you know, he's starting to come around. McCall, uh Hardeman, he's he's actually, you know, a threat in his own right. And let's not forget Travis Kelsey, you know, just always a beast. But uh, they put they still have a lot of players around him. You know, Andy Reid is Andy Reid, one of the most brilliant offensive minds and head coaches, you know, in the history of the game. Every quarterback that he's coached, you know, from the McNabs to the Alex Smiths, you know, all these guys, they've been great. He has a great system, and those guys, he knows how to get them in a position to thrive. Uh, so the, the toughest challenge is going to be getting after Mahomes. But we've seen some teams put pressure on them, uh, putting pressure on the quarterback. So if Jacksonville can somehow create a pass rush this week, then they get getting the opportunity to win the game.
0: And you're right about that Jags pass rush. They got a little from – the interior last week, Dewan Smoot had a couple of sacks, a key one late in the game, but they need a little more production from the edge. We've talked about that week over week. It's been a little while since Josh Allen has put a sack on the board. This would be a good week to start at least getting some of that consistent pressure from the outside to keep that quarterback contained.
1: Oh, without a doubt. And that's what they're going to need. You know, that they're certainly going to need pressure, pressure, pressure. You know, and hopefully, you know, Josh understands that, He's the anchor. You know, you, you, you're you the one with that captain patch on your chest. You're, you're the leader of that defense. So, obviously, he feels the pressure and the weight on his shoulder. And I think this is a game and a matchup that he's going to want to deliver on. And uh, he hears the whispers. He knows he's been, you know, uh, sacked less. Uh, he's been getting close. But he's, you know, close isn't always good enough, especially for that cl- caliber of talent in Josh Allen. Uh, so, that's the challenge, you know, obviously this week, uh, as it is every week, but more so this week, knowing the firepower you have on the opposing side. And the only way to slow them down is by pressure. So hopefully Josh goes out and have the greatest game of his career.
0: Fred Taylor with us, pride of the Jaguars running back. Last week, Trevor Lawrence missed one pass in the second half. It's arguably his best outing. He's not fireworks, Patrick Mahomes putting up 500 yards a game right now, but consistency is important for this offense to to stay on the field and keep it moving and keep moving the ball. And Trevor Lawrence had a fine outing last week. It helps when you have the run game going too. Uh, I don't know if Travis Etienne is going to carry it 28 times per game, but Mm -hmm. hey, this would be a good week for him too to keep Patrick Mahomes over on the sideline sipping Gatorade.
1: It certainly would be a good week, you know, having the ball control, uh, offense out there, Trevor. I was speaking to Trevor first, had a great game. You know, he, he he managed the offense, which is what we always want to see him do. Uh, situationally, you know, he didn't make those mistakes, and I think the coaches put him in better situations uh, a week ago, and he managed them accordingly. I, I think we charted in the second half; he was fifteen of sixteen, a touchdown, a uh, hundred and. I think close to 120 yards or so, maybe a bit more. So that was a consistent effort in the second half to pull his team back in striking distance. Ultimately, they end up winning that game. And we want to see the same thing, right? We want to see him go out there methodically, get the balls out on his first progression. If that's not there, get it to your check down. You you have a guy in Travis Etienne who's running lights out, whether he's getting the handoff or in the reception, He's showing that he can actually carry the load and uh, he's going to be competitive. He's going to make people miss. So I think if Trevor just hone in on first progression, if that's not there, let's let's take advantage of the check down, you know, against a a soft defensive coverage. The Chiefs don't have the greatest defense. You know, they have a a good defense, but they're always playing from ahead. But if you can rattle that department and somehow find – get your offense to get ahead of these guys, then you change the, the way their defense is called and you get to control the momentum of the game as well by allowing Travis Etienne those carries and those opportunities as he got a week ago. 28 carries back-to-back, oof, that's a tall order, man. Hey, I remember that, that's old-school football, JP. That's that, hey, that's the 80s or 90s, my time type of football. It's tough. It's tough. I don't know if these new guys are ready for it, but uh you gotta find out some type of way. Hopefully it uh hopefully it lends itself, you know, closer to him having to carry a lot. That means we have a close ball game. Need to stretch out a little bit more before a game like that, I guess, huh? <laughs> you gotta do a lot more before a game like that, especially recovering from the previous week, JP. I mean the massages, the Cairo, the extra massages, the cold tub, the hot tub. Uh, the, the the nutrition side of it, you know, uh, the hyperbaric chambers. It's so much you try to do mentally to get sharp and ready for that game because, you know, we see 28 carries. We forget about the three or four receptions he had. So it was well over 30-plus touches for the game. The part of the game we don't chart is him releasing through the line and getting banged and having a chip on his way out. Those tend to feel like carries – without touching the ball because that's physical contact. So maybe in the course of 60-something plays, you know, last week, you know, he probably got hit well over 50 times, you know. So um, young young guys can recover quick. That's the blessing and beauty of being a young player. But they're going to need everybody, and I think he's up for the task, Travis Etienne.
0: Fred Taylor with us. Road environment today. This is one of the toughest places to play in the NFL in Arrowhead. It is loud. It is consistent. And especially if they have the lead and if you're behind the chains and they're yelling at you, it can be tough to really manage and get in and out of the huddle a lot of times. How do you how do you deal with that If if all of a sudden all hell's broken loose and it's the environment where you just can't communicate? Well, you know,
1: the one way to deal with it is to have success on offense. Then you don't have to worry about it. But you're asking from a standpoint that all hell has broken loose. You know, I guess that's not a good thing. Uh, but uh, as a player, you're supposed to be able to, you know, dial into safe space. A lot of these guys have, have experienced these moments. You know, maybe not to the scale of Arrowhead, but they've been in pressure situations and pressure moments where it's just loud. It starts with the quarterback. Hopefully, um, you know, they have a system in place from a communication standpoint, tapping the center, center's tapping the guard, and looking back at the quarterback. Whatever communication uh, 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 that communications they have in place, they're going to have to utilize it effectively. And if that gets scrambled, then expect chaos from the offensive side. But it starts with from the sideline, getting the plays in early. If you can get the play in early enough and break the huddle with, say, 18 seconds so you can get up there and go through your operations, they'll be just fine. It's going to hurt them if they break the huddle less than 15 seconds and they're not to the line to 10 seconds. It's going to be a lot of quick snaps. A lot of quick snaps. That tends to calm down the crowd you know, if you're successful in doing it. But uh, it starts with the sideline, getting the play in, breaking that huddle and getting to the line, I'd say around the 18-second mark. If they can operate in that fashion and that efficiently, they should be able to handle the crowd noise.
0: All right, Fred, you're feeling good about this game. We like that. We hope you're right. And we'll, uh, we'll hopefully recap a W on the road in Arrowhead, and that could change a lot of minds about this Jaguars team.
1: Yeah, that's always better to, to recap with a W, man. Uh, but, again, I, I trust that these guys will be very competitive. You know, I'm not going to call it a lock. People been taking my advice and, and losing, I believe. So those people are crazy, JP. I'm not going to say it's a lock, but I, I think they're going to go out there and compete. And I'm just looking for an upset. We'll talk to you in the postgame, Fred. Thanks a lot. I'll be there, boss. See you.